Welcome to this new Triple V podcast episode, covering the most recent town hall. All right, welcome guys. I'm going to discuss today the marketing strategy uh, and the outreach strategy of which the community engagement is going to play a crucial role. And you will also find that engaging with VVV is going to be directly benefiting you because the more engagement we have and the more the engagement becomes obvious outside of the Discord channel, you will see that we have a lot more leverage in closing deals, getting bigger locations and even breaking through through some of the noise which is surrounding the big projects. And one prime example is SUI, for which we have a lot of demand, but getting a hold of the right team member in the Discord server is quite difficult. But I have worked out an approach um, which has already worked with the Alderley network and which I'm sure is going to work with like pretty much any other project out there, no matter how big it is. Um, because I, I found a way to pick the right person to reach out to and then to work together with the community to get that person's attention. And once we have someone's attention, the easiest thing is to send, uh, to, to sell someone on VVV because the value and the quality is so obvious to anyone who actually takes a quick look um, that everything else then just happens very naturally. But before we dive into that, uh, I want to make a point uh, which actually was brought up by Jesse and I, I did a little bit of research today and <clears throat> it, it's quite surprising. So guys, do me a favor and drop in the comments section for this town hall drop an estimate of how many investments do you think Animoca has made over the course of the past two years? Just a very rough estimate. They have a lot of money, as all of you know, and their name is pretty much everywhere. But give me a rough estimate. How many projects do you think have they actually backed? Okay, I think someone... <laughs> Uh, did this research because I already saw the right answer. Um, so we have numbers ranging from 50 to 1,000. And we already have the correct answer in there. So now we also have one you know, seemingly more professional VC, which is called Pantera Capital. Um, for, for those of you who, who know the name, um, give me also an estimate how many you think, how many investments you think a company, a company like Pantera Capital has made um, during the last uh, 12 to 24 months. And checks uh, to reply to your question, you can find the link um, in our server. If you, so first of all, you will need to have the allocation games role, which you can claim in the roles channel. And then once you have it, you will see the raffles category. And then within the category, the very first channel is called allocations. And there you will see a ping for the allocation games role. And then also find the link 
for the right to sign up. So now we got the okay, um, update the comments here. One moment. So we have seventy-five for Pantera, another one of two hundred fifty, another one of three hundred, one of five hundred, one of five thousand, another one of two fifty. Then we have for Animoca one hundred fifty for the past two years. And so the actual numbers are, um, so we have some which, which have become very close. Um, so Animoca has made roughly 250 investments um, over the course of the past two years. Then we have Pantera who also made over 200 investments over the last two years. And we also have to keep in mind that um, Pen Pantera, Pantera um, recently launched another fund with $200 million. So they are in a position where they have to deploy a lot of capital. So, you know, both of these, both of these companies have a lot of cash and they are hard pressed to deploy that, right? And they also have a certain expectation from their stakeholders, which makes them outperform the average VC but doesn't, you know, doesn't press them to be at absolute peak performance. If they can get away with uh, anywhere from 30 to 100% returns, you know, they're performing at the, at the rate which keeps everyone happy. Um, but if you do the math, if they, like they did 250 investments and, and Pantera did uh, 200 investments, and that's over two years, and many of them have happened in, in the last year. So they have made, uh, over the course of um, 670 days, they have made around 200 to 250 investments. So every three days, they make one investment. And now do you really believe there's like 200 really, really good projects out there where you feel 100% comfortable deploying your capital? Or are they maybe for one leveraging their brand name to always get the best deal as the lead investor, meaning always getting the, the cheapest price and the lowest valuation and so on. And then also having that capital which you need to deploy and where you know you, you will just run out of projects to invest in. So you will have to not chase the best ones, but you will have to have a pool of the ones which are good enough for you to deploy money just for the sake of getting all the money out there. And that's interesting for two reasons. One, there's a lot of other smaller VCs who chain, uh, excuse me, who chase those brand names. Meaning, whenever they see the name Animoca or Pantera attached to a certain project, that project then becomes much more, um, much more attractive for an investment, simply because of the association with their name, right? Um, the thing which we found or which our researchers found is that there's literally no difference to whether or not it's a bunch of no names VCs backing a certain project or whether or not it's those big brand names where the quality of the project doesn't really change. The, the things which we have looked at are like 
way below the quality of anything which we would ever bring to the community and way below what the community would ever approve for an investment. So you really have to wonder if rolling either with those big brand names or deploying your capital with those guys is the best solution um, going forward. And now let's compare this to FTX as, you know, FTX as a VC and also to Sam Bankman-Fried, the CEO of FTX, who also invests as a private individual. So give me an estimate of how many investments FTX and Sam Bankman-Fried have made um, over the course of the past two years. Okay, so Piclaric estimates 50 for FTX. Someone search says 400 potentially. Then we have Dr. Rusito with 50 to 70. And then I already see the uh, right answer from Artigen. I'm going to keep scrolling to see more answers. We have 35 by Mr. Anderson. 95 from Carlo. And 15 from One More Time, 115 from Sandra. And the right answer, um, I already saw, the right answer is 25. So uh, the numbers of FTX as a company or as a VC and the numbers um, from Sam Bankman-Fried as an individual are, are pretty similar. And um, Sam Bankman-Fried, I believe, has seven where he invested as an individual solo and then another 18 where he partnered up with another VC and, and then share, uh, excuse me, invested together with them. So now we have FTX who only invested in 25 projects in total over the past two years. And Sam Bankman-Fried, one of the uh, most successful people in the crypto space, one of the most uh, respected CEOs. Um, and what's very interesting is that out of the only 25 projects which um, Sam Bankman-Fried chose to back, one of them is Snickerdoodle, in which he invested in their Series A round, I believe. And <clears throat> that begs the question of, do we follow the guys and the companies who are extremely cautious and picky with the investments they make or do we follow the shotgun approach by Animoca or Pantera Capital for example and I think um, just based on the diligence of the community and their more conservative investment approach because they are investing their own capital and not other people's money and not the money from banks, um, you know, we would never ever even manage to get close to those numbers. And you have seen that um, since we launched, and I have absolutely no feeling for time, but I think we launched like three months ago. And since we launched, we only did, I believe, four deals. So we probably end up um, doing around maybe 10 to 12 deals per year, I would say. So over the course of two years, we are probably going to come up with a similar number as FTX. And I think that's the only way to go. 
um, if and you know this goes back to some of the academy content if you go back to Warren Buffett and how he got wealthy and eventually one of the richest men in the world um, he did not follow the shotgun approach um, especially if you know that you have um, uh, excuse me especially if you have completed lesson eight in the academy you know that he invested regardless of good or bad times because he always invested when he saw a company either being underpriced or a company being extremely valuable. And in my opinion, it makes the most sense to follow that approach. Uh, for one, we have to be extremely um, responsible in terms of the community putting their trust in us. Um, but then of course, we also have the balance with the community itself where they will not approve um, any projects which only look average or anything which look uh, which would potentially be subpar. So um, I'm just making this example for the for the sake of um, showing two different trends here. There's one DVCs with almost infinite money who pump that money into pretty much anything that looks like mediocre and. Again, some of these, we have vetted some of these projects in which they have invested and the team is not, not really doxxed and then the CEO never had any successful game which he launched, but then now he launches a, a game or a gaming studio and they backed that with like $5 million. And, you know, the likelihood of, any, of anything like that succeeding is like rather low. But then if you look at, at the investments uh, which FTX has made, those have been like very thoughtful and very selective. And if you look at what they actually invested in, there's a lot of things which we are also taking a look at now. And I think um, there might be some potential there. And then, you know, one of the reasons why I'm not afraid to share the approach or how, how I'm personally, personally looking for projects is the approach to those individuals, i.e. to the CEOs and founders of those projects, which have been backed um, by some of the best names in the industry, that's super difficult to arrange. And I have shared um, with our researchers a, a certain step-by-step -step model plus templates on how to do outreach um, as individuals in the name of VBV and how to make a value proposition first to, to get the attention and then to eventually um, get them to come to VVV for an AMA and so on. And all of this is extremely, extremely delicate. There's so many little details on, um, to which you have to pay attention to because if you get like one single thing wrong, they will either mistake you for a scam or you know, they will think you're wasting their time or they will simply ignore you, you will not get their attention. And all of the outreach which we do is like extremely, extremely delicate. And right now I think we have like between 10 and 15 projects uh, to which we are actively reaching out to. And the more, uh, the later the stage it is in which they are raising capital, i.e. the more attention they already have, the more difficult it becomes to break through the noise. And what we did um, last week was a Twitter post 
which I then shared with everyone in our Discord server who had the outreach role and that role is called Rainmaker and you can claim it in the uh, Rose channel. Um, and I, I shared that, uh, I created the post on LinkedIn and I shared it with the community and the community retweeted and liked that post and that eventually, uh, not just eventually, pretty quickly um, got the attention of the orderly network and I saw um, one of the, I believe I saw one of the orderly network team members um, join our um, AMA with Alio and I also saw someone else from another project to which I also reached out to join the Twitter Spaces event too, just to listen in and shortly after that uh, I got a DM by uh, one of the orderly network team members and they told me that um, they would be happy to do an AMA with us and um, one of the team members from their marketing department is going to reach out to us and what I've seen now is that, and I, you know, I already tried to get in, get in touch with the orderly network uh, team members probably for like two weeks or so, but there was just too much noise. They get too many DMs. There's too many other people asking them for locations and asking them for AMAs. It, it's it's not always easy to get someone's attention, and then even if you get the attention, they have preconceived notions and they they have a certain um, expectations of what you potentially want from them where even even if you have the best intentions um, you know it might be very difficult to convey it to them and what I found is that it, it took me two weeks to achieve nothing with them and then it took the community like literally maybe 45 minutes um, to seal the deal with the AMA and to, to get their attention and to make it very obvious to them that um, joining us is going to be beneficial for them simply because of the exposure to the, to the professional audience they get and um, the engagement which they then potentially get on their uh, social accounts. And <clears throat> all of that leads, leads me to the next point, which is I'm now going to restructure a few things to make them um, more apparent to the, to the public. And one of them you already found um, today, where our members and our phase two, excuse me, our phase two minters were able to pick the dolphin which they liked the most in one of our Twitter posts, and all they had to do was simply comment the Discord handle and the token ID of the NFT which they wanted. And we're going to do more stuff like that. And you know, as you can see today in the in the town hall, I, I'm shifting the VC chat into the comment section. And all of these are little details which will make it more obvious to anyone who, who doesn't know who we are that first of all we are real and we are not just a scam. And it will make it very apparent to them that the community is highly engaged, is professional and is very interested in what we do. And that's going to make it infinitely easier for us to open the door to those projects, to invite them to an AMA, and then to eventually um, get an allocation and seal a deal. And one thing which we will also have to do um, in order for us to make the, the whole outreach approach less biased and you know to not um, 
to not approach someone and then have the risk of them becoming defensive. Meaning, if you present yourself as a community VC, there's, there's a lot of bad connotations which come along with that. And just generally speaking, community VCs do not have a good reputation. It, it's pretty much the exact opposite. They, they have a terrible reputation and there have been instances where we, and, and that was before VVV, but there have been instances where we invested as a community VC and then one of the other VCs or some of the other VCs tried to push us out of the investment again because they didn't like to have a community VC involved with that project. And the reason why they don't like that is because generally speaking, the worst thing you, can, you could think of for your project is to have a bunch of retail investors investing alongside the professional VCs and then they have very different expectations and uh, you know very different um, levels of patience for what's going on and most of the time also much less understanding for how everything actually works where having a community VC is just one big headache for um, the project and then for the other partners. So us presenting ourselves as a community VC might not be the best thing because most of the community VCs simply are not on the level as we are and they have a certain reputation and we do not want to um, get, that get that same reputation by association. So what I'm thinking about is rebrand, and that's only going to be like, you know, very slightly, it's like a, a massive change, but what I would like to do is rebrand VVV from a community VC to more of a platform which allows value creation through the engagement of the community and through the exposure to the community and also through the due diligence processes by the research team, by the community itself, by the individual members, which then can also work as um, something like a consulting service where you can leverage the wisdom of crowds to get different points of views and to poke holes in, in, in certain statements and to find the weaknesses of certain projects. And also um, to have the manpower to actually facilitate testing on testnet, stress tests, and just general testing of a particular software and you know to get things ready for the market. And um, if you guys have like an idea for a fancy marketing slogan, uh, please feel free to drop that in the comment section. The thing which I came up with is to call VVV like a, a hub of value, or, you know, something which is like positioning ourselves as like a platform which is creating value through engagement and through the community and, and through um, organic interactions with people who are passionate about the space and who have the capability to spot potential, to be critical and to help the other side to become more successful and to improve their product. And I cannot share the specifics, but we, are, we have signed something with one of our uh, recent investments and we are now working closely together with them. And 
we will over the course of the next uh, four to eight weeks open that up to the entire community and that's going to be a, a few super exciting events and it's going to be incentivized and it's going to be greatly beneficial for the community to participate it's going to be super interesting and exciting but it's also going to be an incredible value add to our partner because we are pretty much the only ones who can actually offer that and can offer an audience which is extremely professional and thoughtful and then also has enough interest and also you know through through it being a past investment, also having skin in the game where they actually have an, a real interest in improving what they are building. Because there's, you know, if you just have someone random coming in and, and offer you like an opportunity to jump on testnet and to, to test a few things, you're going to look at it very differently if you have no stake at all or if you invested, for example, $1,000 you're going to have a lot more interest in them succeeding if you actually hold a stake. And I think we can use that dynamic um, for the benefit of VVV and its members, but also for the benefit of our partners. And eventually we're going to propel everyone around us and also ourselves into an upwards spiral where everyone is going to want to work with us because our value proposition is very unique and our members are directly going to benefit from that because it's going to make it's going to make it infinitely easier to pretty much close any deal we want and to eventually potentially also have more say in negotiating the terms or picking the earlier rounds and you know potentially like we sometimes did in the past squeezing into rounds which have already been closed or squeezing someone else out of the round to make a, a spot for us. And like all of this is going to come to the benefit of the community. And again, this is just to, to come to the point here. This is the reason why you're going to see a shift of the engagement out of Discord to Twitter. This is why you will see that when you complete the uh, Snickerdoodle form sign up, for example, at the end, the form is going to ask you to uh, comment something on the Twitter Spaces event. And like anything we're going to ask of you is never ever going to be like something stupid or you know, something that's going to make you look stupid by like reposting some crap or something like that. All of it is going to be done in a very professional manner. And whenever we have something, which you know we want to ask you to to retweet it's always going to be on a very professional level and by you sharing it it's going to make you look professional by association and the reason again for this is it's going to help us to get the attention of the right people and um, if you want to like actively partake in that and if you want to know of opportunities before the rest of the community, the easiest way is to jump into the roles channel to claim the Rainmaker role and then to look out for the action channel in the outreach section. And I'm going to post two different tweets next week 
where we're going to reach out to two super professional and knowledgeable people and both of them have a certain degree uh, one more than the other but more, they, ha they have a certain degree of prestige and fame around them where me approaching them as an in individual has probably a very low likelihood of success but if you approach them as VBB with the slogan and you know I'm going to look through your comments for example the hub of value and we simply provide them with a platform to talk about what they do and about their vision for web3 and for the blockchain it's going to be a hundred times easier to establish a relationship and then to eventually um, maybe get involved in their projects and we benefit two times from this even if there's no deal which comes to fruition we benefit greatly simply by those people being willing to jump onto our live events because the bigger the names the bigger names are going to attract over time and we already had Jonathan Padilla uh, as a guest in our AMAs and I'm really look, really looking forward to only having like those top tier crypto guys um, getting VVB as a platform uh, I don't want to um, I don't want to you know misuse the platform to like have random AMAs and waste your time um, that that's not going to be beneficial or sustainable for anyone um, but I want to I think it makes sense to to use what we have for the best interest of the community and what's the best interest of the community it's getting the best deals and getting the most important people in the space to pay attention to us and how do we do that we lead by value we invite them to a platform which has an audience which is super professional which is highly intelligent and which asks smart questions and then the rest always happens naturally and you can see this from all of the past investments which you have made except the over-the-counter deals the investments in Orky, Snickerdoodle, NFTFI and I think that's it uh, those three investments have only happened because the CEOs and founders of those projects had such a good time interacting with our community and you know everyone else is going to have a, a tough time to to break through to actually get their attention and then to to make them a value proposition that's powerful enough to get an allocation and for us it, it really always just has happened naturally because I never approach any of those projects by by simply asking for an allocation all of the, you know all of them I approached with a value proposition I offered my help I, I offered exposure to the community and then whenever they had an, a life whenever they had a live event with us they were so impressed with the quality of members and with the questions and with the interactions that an allocation pretty pretty much became their top priority because they want us to have a, a stake in what they did so we would keep supporting them um, in the long run and I think this is the, the most powerful dynamic which you could have where we provide value and the other party wants us to get more involved and therefore allows us to invest and now we have a mutually beneficial uh, relationship where both parties benefit greatly and where we also 
then have the opportunity to make their product better and to help them actively during development. And, um, you know, in, uh, as a result of that, get exposure to their partners as well, to their other investors, have more important people join our live events to get interactions with them. And most importantly, to also learn from them because the way, the way they make decisions, the way they hire, the, the way they um, pick their VCs, the way they design their ecosystems, their economies, their tokenomics, all of that is extremely, extremely valuable information which you cannot find online. And there's always nuances to those individuals' uh, personalities where you also learn much more than by just reading you know, a bunch of text. And you can feel the passion of those guys. You can feel how intelligent they are. You can also see how much potential they see in the space itself. And I think it's going to be extremely valuable to everyone, even if some of those AMAs and some of those interactions might not lead to investments, maybe because of the, you know, the, maybe the timing is off, maybe the round was closed already. Like, even if that's the case, it's still going to be extremely valuable because for one, those, those people have joined our live events. They were comfortable enough to attach their name to a certain degree to what we do. And they will share the positive experience they had with us with the other partners, with other projects. And most of these, excuse me, most of these projects on the very top level, they all know each other and the partners all know each other and the word of mouth spreads very quickly. And we can easily make a name for ourselves simply by keeping up the um, high quality interactions, by keeping the engagement high and by simply optimizing some of the aspects of our community. So, no, I know what everyone is here for. So I no longer want to, um, well, what's the right term? I no longer want to uh, rely on your patience for the reference sign up. So I'm going to share the secret phrase now and you will then be able to complete the form enter your Discord handle and sign up. And we will, <clears throat> we will share the details of how to actually pay for the tickets over the course of the next week. And then we will also announce the winners on the next town hall. The one very important aspect to keep in mind here is that for Snickerdoodle, the way the raffle is going to be arranged is going to be an exception because we have a very limited amount of allocation left. So the, the tickets are going to be first come first served and there's going to be a limited amount of participants and the chances of winning are going to be relatively high. And for the next deals and for the next allocations, we're going to do it differently. We are you know, simply logistically speaking, we are probably going to arrange it in a way where the, the tickets are not limited and the chances of winning remain consistent, regardless of how many people buy tickets. And we will then simply adjust the total allocation size for the community by how many people sign up and by how many winners we are going to mathematically have out of the raffle. And that's mainly for the purpose of 
allowing everyone to participate in the raffles regardless of their uh, verification status in our Discord server and then to also offer the um, opportunity to everyone who either didn't win or you know who is not happy with the small allocation which they have won to then participate in the first come first serve dolphin uh, claim or shark claim or weight claim according to how much they want to add to that allocation. So the secret phrase for the raffle sign up is cookies. So you guys can go ahead, complete the form, pick the secret phrase, enter your Discord handle, and then um, I would be very appreciative if you could also drop uh, a thoughtful comment in the um, spaces comment section and then you're good to go. You will get pinged um, with the next steps. And if you do not get pinged, that means that your entry has come in too late, that all of the tickets have been claimed already and then you will have to try your luck the next time, which is going to be probably uh, the week after the next one for the peak um, raffle. And the peak raffle is again going to be with a very limited uh, allocation size and also limited tickets. But once Snickerdoodle and Peak have been completed um, totally, then we're going to have a, a different approach for the upcoming investments. And pretty much anyone who wants to partake in raffles is going to have a chance to do so. Now, give me one, a moment to check through the comments which we have received here. And again, the, the Snickerdoodle allocation, actually the Snickerdoodle raffle is open to phase two mentors as well. And it's open to anyone who has not invested yet for things to be kept fair and for everyone having an equal last chance to get a piece of that investment. Okay, let's see some of the um, slogans you guys have come up with. So let me read some of them. So we have VVV, a value-driven movement. We have VVV, the open source web3 think tank. Then we have from Joseph, block, VVV, blockchain innovation hub with highly qualified individuals offering feedback, beta testing, and top value to the next gen web3 projects. From Basin, actually, I think your name was Bas, right? From Bas, we have VVV Supportive Investment Hub. So the thing, <clears throat> just to to come back to the you know the reasoning for the rebranding, the thing which you want to stay clear of is like anything that's relating to investments. Like I, I would much rather not mention uh, in any of the marketing material, simply because. If I approach, you know, imagine you have a, a project, right? Imagine you have something which is in super high demand, like everyone is asking you for when TGE, how can I invest, can I get an allocation, and you have a lot of noise around you. And then someone approaches you and invites you to an AMA with a big audience, and you like the idea because you like talking about what you're building, you're passionate about the project, so you do like the exposure. But then if someone invites you for an AMA and then you look them up, 
And the first thing you see is that they are VC or you know they, they are interested in investments. Then you will like either subconsciously or you know or, or consciously you will think, okay, they just invited me for an AMA, so they could get an allocation. And you know, even if that's not our direct intention, you know, you know, I, I'm not lying to these guys. You know, that that's like literally, we do not have any expectations out of the AMA. Because there might also be instances where we do the AMA and then it turns out that we are not interested anymore in, in pursuing the opportunity any farther. Um, because the AMA is also a, a way for us to vet the project. So we really only just want to have those AMAs for the sake of learning and then potentially establishing a farther relationship and then seeing where things go. But we do not arrange those AMAs either in exchange for an investment or for, um, you know, making it mandatory to then get something offered or anything like that. And maybe some, some more context for you guys is that the projects which deal with influencers, which are also called KOL, key opinion leaders, whenever they deal with those guys, how it, uh, not, not just with individuals, but there's also agencies who then offer um, exposure to smaller influencers and KOLs and the way the way those relationships work is that they trade engagement and you know in reality it's not engagement it's like it's literally literally just someone else shilling the token they trade that engagement for an allocation and most of the time for, for payment and for an allocation on top of that so you know, in, in that case, it's like simply a business transaction. It's not based on whether they like each other, whether or not there's chemistry. It's just a, you know, especially for crypto games, it's just something which needs to be done for the sake of pumping the value of the token. Um, and that's not the way in which I want anyone to perceive the way we start off a relationship. I would, would much rather have it be like, let, let's say, for example, VVV would just position itself as a podcast. I would much rather prefer someone thinking, hey, these guys are just a podcast. They just want us to talk about the project and they have a lot of interest in the space and so on. Um, I would much rather prefer that than them seeing we are a VC and then potentially thinking the wrong thing just for, you know, because we do investments. And <clears throat> when I have refined our pitch um, so far that we get past that objection like throughout the pitch period or throughout the, the, the short pitch. Um, but I, will, I would probably prefer for the sake of efficiency and for, for us to, to increase our closing rate to just avoid that you know, completely by not, making it our, um, by not making it part of our slogan. So we have more slogans. We have value created by the community, for the community. We have, so search is saying, I like the hub of value, but would prefer something more powerful, such as the energy hub, for instance. Yeah, I agree. The, the hub of value might be like, doesn't have the possess, which I think would suit us. So we, we might have to come up with something better. Let's see what else we have. 
Okay, we are from Piglaric, VVV, the Web3 investor think tank platform. And, um, you know, the terminology in which you describe the space in which we're in is also important. So you have, um, you have three different options pretty much. You have Web3, you have crypto, and you have blockchain. And what we learn from the interaction especially from the interaction with the board members is that crypto is a complete no-go that crypto equals scam more or less. Um, you have web three and that's, that's okay, but it's like, um, it's not very tangible. Like web three is like, you know, what does it really mean? What is it? What, what is included in web three? It's like, no one really understands what it means. And, what, where we found the most successful is, is by using blockchain and that's also the reason why we call it uh, a blockchain fund what we're building as well simply because it's the term itself is more relating to the underlying technology and i think it also makes it more acceptable is the wrong word but I, i'm still just going to use it so it makes it more acceptable to someone to get involved or to even like, you know, make the step and take a, a deeper look into what we're building. Um, because blockchain seems to be the most, um, you know, res respectable term for the space. And you also have to be aware of that the space itself is like not super <laughs> uh, respected as a whole. Like if you approach people from Wall Street, if you tell them that you are associated with, uh, you know, the crypto space, it's like, it, it has a certain stigma to it where, where um, people who are not already like super passionate about it, they have um, a lot of reservations about the space. And um, the, the easiest way to, to break through those reservations seems to be um, re uh, relying on the, the term blockchain. Now we have a slogan from Masak, which is um, VVV Open Research Lab. And I like that. Um, I think highlighting the, the research and the you know um, research or due diligence by the community, I, I think that uh, that's a good thing. We might have to be careful to not, um, you know, and, and I'm, I'm not sure if that's like, a, you know, just weeding out the, the bad projects right away. But um, we found that some, you know, some, some projects get cold feet when they, when they hear uh, that the community is like super diligent and uh, super diligent and that the, the research lab is conducting a super deep dive as well. Uh, that, that actually has uh, killed a few deals. Before they even started. But in most of those instances, it has been uh, for the better. Scroll back up and see what other comments we have. So we have a slogan by Big Dog. We have VVV excelling innovation into an incredible future. Then we have one by APEP. Um, VVV investment, value, financial freedom, responsibility. And you know, you, you said you used one word, which is 
something which I found and you know that's not just true for the crypto space that's pretty much true for life but um, people shy away from responsibility they want all the benefits but no one wants to be held accountable or wants to be responsible for the actions and I think the reason why our community is so strong and why it has such a such an attraction to the professional people of those top level projects is because they can sense that the community holds each other accountable, but they also hold us accountable. And we are also aware of our responsibility as a brand or you know as the team itself in what we present the community with. But the community also has a responsibility of not following us blindly and asking smart questions. And um, in the case of um, the AMA with Edicus Franken, the uh, former CTO of Snickerdoodle, and with Jonathan Didia, the CEO of Snickerdoodle, and um, I believe his name was Jonathan as well, uh, this, the CEO and founder of NFTFI. In all of those instances, you know, the feedback which I got from them is that it was the best AMA they ever had. And the only reason why it was the best AMA is simply because of the engagement by the community. Because the, you know, the questions I ask go hand in hand with the feedback from the community and with the questions which have been dropping live. And if someone is extremely knowledgeable about what they do, and if someone is super passionate about what they do, they love being challenged and they love getting tough questions. And, oh yeah, I forgot about uh, Niels from Orki, for example. You know, all of the tough questions which make some of the other CEOs uncomfortable, those are the questions which really made different difference in those relationships and which allowed us <laughs> in both instances with Orki and with Snickerdoodle to go back to them and to ask for another allocation and you know in the case of Snickerdoodle to, to go back and ask like three times to increase the allocation after the round even was closed you know that's only based on them seeing the community acting while keeping in mind that they are responsible for their actions like no one in the community makes the impression that they will just mindlessly invest into anything and you know then potentially be uh, you know scared if the TGE doesn't happen on time or you know asking dumb questions or um, simply not behaving as you would expect from a professional investor to behave so uh, you know I, I like that you use the, the word responsibility because that's playing an incredibly important part in what we do now we have a slogan by Squabba which is VVB, a community of curious blockchain professionals. And that, that's really good. Um, because the, you know, in many instances, it's the curiosity which brought those founders into the space. Like, it's very rare that, um, like in the case of Snickerdoodle, and, and I, I don't remember the, the exact um, description of the department, but um, you know, it's very rare that someone like Jonathan Vidia 
already was the uh, lead of the PayPal crypto strategy, for example. Like it's very rare that someone pretty much was born into the space, right? Most of the time you have people out of the regular financial industry who then see the potential in, within the space and then become curious and then it takes them like three, four years to, to do that due diligence and research and, to, and then to, to jump in with both feet. Um, so, you know, I think it's it, playing on the responsibility and playing on the curiosity. I think that's, that's something powerful because it's something where um, those people can relate to and then also can rely on in terms of the responsibility. Okay, a lot of great uh, comments, which I'm going to, uh, to read a little bit later. A lot of great feedback. Thank you, guys. So, Kasu is, you know, I think the value which we have is not that we are VC. Like, the fact that we are a VC is just a means to an end. Because what do we really want to do? You know, we want to be involved with the best projects out there. And we want to be in, we want to have front row seats in the revolution in the blockchain space. And the only way to really get that is to be more than a VC because money is a commodity. Like all of those big VCs have infinitely more money uh, at their disposal than us. We cannot compete by writing the biggest checks. And I also think that if you were to try to make that the value proposition, you're only going to attract the, the worst of the worst projects out there. And, you know, maybe just for additional context, you know, I, I pretty much get probably like five DMs or, or pings or whatever a day. Um, with investment opportunities, someone is asking for VVV uh, to be an investor and, and to, or, you know, even to lead around and so on. And, you know, there's a lot of people who are after the money. They, they're either building something which is not genuine or they're raising way more money than they actually need to build the thing or they are just planning to raise something and then to cash out and to, to not even deliver at some point in time. And, you know, if you make the VC part, the value proposition, I think it's not going to attract the right projects. I think by, and, you know, to give you maybe a better example, and that's, you know, a rather unfortunate example, but if you compare us to an influencer, for example, those influencers on YouTube, they, you know, you know, with the, with the exception maybe of those uh, infrastructure projects, um, but those influencers on, on YouTube or, you know, those guys with big followings on Twitter, they can pretty much get an allocation in any game they wanted to invest in. Like literally they, they can approach anyone who's building any game or any gaming studio and they will get an allocation. No questions asked. That you know, there's no uh, like vetting process on either side. You know, it's it's a very um, straightforward business um, transaction. Uh, the other side wants exposure. 
um, and wants the token to be pumped. And then you have the, the influencer who obviously now is a stakeholder and then wants to increase the value of the token by talking about it and then simultaneously selling it into the pump from his own um, followers. And 99% of the games, uh, maybe, maybe that's a, the, the wrong assumption, but <clears throat> let me rephrase. 99% of the games which are being talked about by influencers on YouTube, they have agreements with those people talking about them. They have invested, for example, six months ago and have an agreement that starting in the month of September, for example, you start talking about the project and, you know, therefore the, um, the exposure for the project increases, the, the token price increases if it's already trading and, um, you know, now the business transaction is completed and both sides are happy. But that, there's literally like no coincidence in person X mentioning project Y. Like none of that happens. Um, you know, maybe not none of that, but very few of those mentions happen organically or naturally or out of like genuine interest of the project. Like there's... Um, if you knew what's actually going on behind the scenes with most of those projects, it's like, it's almost criminal in my opinion. It's, you know, it's the definition of insider trading and especially those people who have a lot of followers, um, you know, they're leveraging their community for, yeah, for pretty much their own enrichment and, um, yeah. That's a sad testament to the space, and you know this again comes back to the responsibility where um, you know we are always transparent about any, anything we do, and we always, always, always invest in the exact same rounds as all of our community members, and we also limit how much we can invest as individuals. Like there's no case where um, I'm putting in 50k and then. I only share 10k with the rest of the community. Like all of the time, I limit myself to 5k max. I don't go beyond that, and uh, I rarely go below that. Uh, you know, and every time uh, I'm very transparent with how much money I put in myself in each of those deals. And um, you know, the the entire team um, puts his money where its mouth is, and I think that's very important. Uh, okay, so Picleric has asked, how does this propose uh, to how does this promotional repositioning align to the hedge fund project? Um, <clears throat> so we are also, for the sake of the pitch itself becoming more simplistic, we're going to remove the NFT part from the um, the public. Well, what's the right term? From any of the public material that's relating to the blockchain fund, we're going to remove the NFT part because when you pitch someone the idea of the blockchain fund, if you already lead with the NFT aspect to that, like it's making the pitch a hundred times more complex and you know people get confused and especially those out of the uh, conventional or the uh, 
um, more conservative financial sector, they get the idea of a blockchain fund right away. But if you now start talking about NFTs, I, I mean, you have to educate them and, you know, there, there's a, a plethora of questions which now come up, a plethora of um, objections about the complexity, about regulations, and for the sake of having the pitch be easier, um, you know, we're going to call it a very vanilla fund just for the sake of, of um, piquing the interest and getting the idea across. And then we can implement the NFT aspect in later conversations. And, you know, the, the essence of, if you look at our, so, and I know it's, you know, we have, we have uh, put, a, put a, a lot of work into it the past few days. Uh, Andrea and Jen have spent countless hours of uh, restructuring the onboarding promises, restructuring the channels. Um, but generally speaking, the essence of VBB is always keep it as simple as possible. And um, that goes along with the, you know, with a new slogan, with a new, with the, with the marketing for the blockchain fund later on. We have to keep it simple for people to grasp the original idea behind it, like in three seconds. We do not want to explain something and then have a certain term, you know, for example, if you use crypto versus blockchain, we do not want to have certain terms in there, which then um, spark certain objections or, you know, questions which are not actually relevant to what's being done. So if more slogans, we have uh, one by Just Great, uh, we have Community Driven Success, we have another one, a community, a community cooperative founded upon engagement and mutual growth. And sometimes you have to think about it, you know, if you have to think about a slogan, um, and maybe it's because I, I'm German, you know, maybe I'm too slow, but if you have to think too long about a slogan to actually digest it, it's not going to be as powerful as you might imagine. So. Again, for the slogan, I would prefer to be this, you know, as simple as possible and to not have, and many startups make the same mistake. They, they, they pick a slogan, which is like super mysterious and complex and sounds super smart, but then, you know, someone reads it and doesn't really understand what's actually the purpose of the, of that startup. So, you know, it has to be something which is like on point, um, and easy to understand. We have um, from Big Dog, procuring dreams into reality. Um, I think that's probably too esoteric, like, you know, that could apply to like personal development, for example, and a few other things. So some feedback by Rai Guy, which by the way, to blockchain development and growth, that it's counterintuitive when compared to the rest of the NFT space where the rest of the NFT market lacks, VVV is focused on sustainable long-term value. And, um, you know, almost daily, if I check my Twitter feed, uh, and I don't know why I even started, I almost always want to go on a rant um, because I see that it's, it's so much easier to sell a lie or to sell an easy solution, an easy way out, to, to sell like a money printing, something, and to promise people that the floor will always go up. It's so much easier to sell that. The thing is that that's just not sustainable. Like 
sooner or later that's going to implode and it's going to, to burn a lot of people. And to come back to what you just said is that you have to keep in mind that if you buy NFTs, like if, if that's your, if your investment thesis is investing into NFTs, you will have to keep in mind that like in, in most cases you invest alongside retail investors and that's the only people you're dealing with in that space. If you invest into those early private or strategic rounds, like in Snickerdoodle, for example, you invest alongside people like Sam Bankman Fried and you invest alongside them. And then when the retail investors actually come in, they come in at a premium price and they come in with a certain very limited amount of tokens they can buy on the TGE. So by you being early, you have de-risked your investment to a very large degree. And you also have a very different dynamic because the guys you invested alongside with, they have helped build that project and they do not just buy in, you know, and obviously that presumes that you make uh, that you do your due diligence and, and make the right picks of investments. But these guys have not invested just for the sake of specu speculating on something. And the NFT space, regardless of what's getting promised uh, in terms of, you know, uh, token yield or whitelist spots or, you know, whatever th those projects are promising, um, a lot of the value of those NFTs is derived from the floor price itself. And if the majority of the value is derived from the price of something, you know, that's doomed to fail. And we've seen it times and times again. And, you know, one of the best examples is maybe, uh, maybe it's not the best example. I haven't really kept up with the NFT space too much, but you look at the Dogecoin, for example, which uh, allegedly was a blue chip and it's now trading, I think, at like 0.2 ETH. Um, you know, you're just, you're dealing with retail investors and you're dealing with a, most, of the, most of the time with a project which is not going like anywhere. They're not be building a, a, a part of blockchain infrastructure which is then finding mass adoption or anything like that. You're, you're just speculating on an asset. And um, if you're smart, you can make some money with that. But you also, also have to keep in mind, and that's actually part of an upcoming lesson in the academy, that even if you make money through flipping NFTs, there's almost nothing which you learn throughout the process which makes you a better individual. Like there's no, and, and maybe, you know, maybe no is, is like, a little bit of a over over exaggeration here, but there's very little personal growth to be found in flipping NFTs. It's very very no. Let, let's assume you make a hundred k per year in flipping NFTs, or you had the option to make a hundred k building an actual business in the real world. Like if you scale a business from zero to one hundred k in revenue in the real world you're going to have to go through a lot of hardship and you have to have a lot of personal growth. You're going to have to deal with 
tons of problems, tons of responsibility to get there. And it's going to make you a better man or woman by going through that process. You're going to come out a different human being at the end of it. But if all you do is sit at your computer, not even having, having to talk to anyone and you're just flipping NFTs and you're making some money, you're not going to turn into a better human being. Like there's almost no personal growth associated with that. And you might end up with hundred K after that year, but rest assured that money is going to be gone very quickly because you have not learned to respect money to, um, you know, and I hate, hate the term saving money, but, uh, you know, you have not learned how to hold on to your money, how to use your money in the right way, how to actually multiply it, how to actually use it for your own benefit and, you know, where to spend it or how to invest it in yourself. If you have gone through the, the pain of setting up a business or even just working as a freelancer and, and making some money on the side and making 100K in a year in income, there's a lot of learnings which come with that. And you will have more respect for the money itself and you will also use the money very differently. Most of the business owners use the money they made to reinvest in what they have already built or what they are building. What do you do if you make the money from flipping NFTs? You know, are you really going to invest it in yourself when you see that it wasn't even necessary to make the money to begin with? You're just going to blow the money on something stupid and then you're not going to be more or less happy than before. And I don't want to go on a rant here, um, but that's going to be a, a super important uh, lection in the academy. And, <clears throat> you know, I'm very well aware that that thing is much harder to sell than a, comf than a comfortable lie than telling you, hey, just buy all of these NFTs and I promise you the floor price is going to 10x over the next six months. You know, that's not the, that's the easy thing to sell, but it's not something which is sustainable and that's not something which is benefiting anyone as an individual. And I don't, I do not want to be surrounded by people who speculate on an asset and who are not interested in personal growth or educating themselves and growing as individuals. I think the way in which you have set up BBB is much, much more healthy than pretty much anything else I, I currently see in the NFT space. And there's a couple of exceptions here. Um, I've seen a couple of projects, um, you know, follow the path of education and responsibility that there's a few initiatives which, which go in the right direction as well. But it, it's still, uh, like Raigai said, the majority are following the wrong path, in my opinion. But that's just natural, you know, it's, the same reason why you have a McDonald's on every street corner and not something that's actually selling like healthy and good food. Like it, you know, the, the easy thing and uh, the comfortable lie will always be the thing which is going to be the easiest to sell. Okay. Kirby gives tips has also a comment. VVV is a platform of blockchain skeptics and enthusiasts using and refining professional research and analytic teams and techniques. So from Jeff, we have home of blockchain thinkers. And I, I, I like that as well. I think, you know, if we convey 
we convey the, the passion of the audience and the thoughtfulness of the individuals, I think that's probably like one of the most important aspects. And actually, there's someone uh, who was mentioning that he discovered BBB through his uh, NUG friends, and I think they, they call it like Nifty Nuggets. And I've seen a couple of those PFPs in our server, and they, they seem to be, uh, as far as I can tell, pretty decent members. So I appreciate you guys joining. And I also recently saw a lot of uh, Polish people joining BBB, and initially I thought something something is wrong, like is there a scam running or whatever, because I saw, you know, some um, uh, characters, you know, some, some letters, which I don't know out of the regular alphabet, um, but it turns out that these guys are actually, like, super passionate and, and also uh, educated about the investment space, so having all these Polish guys, and excuse me, if, if it's not even Polish, I'm not sure if I'm even referring to the, the right language here, um, but, but seeing all those um, foreign guys join the server and then being active and asking smart questions, uh, that has been really re refreshing. And um, I, uh, you know, we are open to everyone and I, I really enjoy seeing new people joining and new cultures and seeing the interest in BBB slowly but surely expanding. So from Goat, we have Web3 Hub powered by community knowledge and engagement. And I think that's probably the most accurate one yet. Because the you know the knowledge and engagement that's really the part which I think has maybe we have to, you know, think about what sold all of those founders on partnering with us and working with us. And I think the like pretty much the knowledge and the engagement by the community that's probably like the most relevant terms which come to mind like it's really yeah the knowledge curiosity and the engagement i think that that's the most important aspect because we have we do have people who are knowledgeable but we also have people who don't know that much about the space but who are like genuinely interested in learning more and you know who ask questions out of curiosity and that's also very intriguing as a founder Okay, let me just scroll up and I apologize if I'm missing any of the slogans. Um, I reread through the comments um, after the town, but we're running out of time and now there's too much engagement going on for me to keep up with it. Uh, but give me a moment to, to read through some of the last comments. And I like that too, so um, FT rabbit hole mentioning that we are a professional hive mind and you know some of the one of the uh, potential members for the board of directors mentioned um, that we use the the wisdom of crowds and you know something like that i think is also very applicable so we have one by cortez pushing the boundaries of Web3 of web investments. Um, yeah, again, with the, you know, the investments aspect, I would be careful to, to actually keep using them. Uh, and again, RaiGuy, VVV is where you can join the blockchain development on your level and participate to grow with it. 
Yeah, and I think, you know, that's also a very good point, um, is that, and this admittedly, I have put very little effort in that, and I have relied to a large extent on Andrea and on Jen, um, to make the onboarding process much smoother and way less overwhelming. That That's something which is very important and which is also difficult to do because you have to, you almost have to expect like a certain knowledge about the space to, to a degree for, for people to um, <clears throat> get used to the basics. But we also have to be sure that we can onboard people to be accessible to those guys. And I think especially now when we start doing the whitelist giveaways with communities, for example, for our phase three event, we have to present what we do in a way where it makes sense to someone who is used to flipping NFTs. And, you know, I recently made, made a, a post uh, in our server regarding um, the, the advantages of investing versus trading, where if you invest into a private round, you get into a, like a way, way lower price. And then pretty much no one can out trade you because you simply have, you know, the lowest point of where you would even start to break even and potentially lose money where whoever buying is buying in on the open market already buys in at like a 5x or 10x of the price that you got, where no matter how much or how good they perform, you know, you will always be better off. And these guys can potentially lose a lot of money trading on the open market where you will always, or most of the time at least, sit fine and dandy knowing that like there has to be a lot of things going wrong for you to actually end up losing money. And, you know, that comfort is making the investments also much more attractive and, um, you know, safe is obviously the wrong term as a venture capitalist, but, you know, safer in relation to trying to out trade or outplay the entire market. So Telona and a big shout out to Telona for continuously helping we, me, uh, helping us with the smart contracts and the uh, staking contract, the trustless mint staking contract for the phase two minters and the staking contract for our project as a whole. He has been a, a tremendous help. And again, um, proof to how knowledgeable the community really is like you know i i knew nothing literally nothing about smart contracts when i launched vbb and um i think six weeks later we had our mint of the phase one and everything went well and much to it to the credit of talona who has taken me by my hand and guided me through all this you know all the single steps which i had no idea so his slogan is elite web3 researcher and you know, I'm not so sure if the if we should make the research up like part of the research department part of the um, slogan, um, because if you get approached by someone, oh, you know, let me start a sentence differently. So, all of those projects which we are approaching, most of the time they are super busy building what they want to build. And 
they either do not have time for community building or for marketing and they usually start with that much later in the cycle and they also are lacking the manpower to do um, you know to go through the testnet phases to do alpha and beta testing so if you get a pro if you are a founder of a project and you're lacking the community and you're lacking the marketing and you you know many in many cases they already do like AMAs with their own community but their attendance rate is like 20 to 50 people maybe you know if you're in that position and that's the position where most of the projects are in then the main things which you want is exposure and access to a professional and qualified community so i think leading with the AMAs, or you know, we could potentially call it podcasts or whatever, and leading with the engagement of the community, that's probably going to be the most valuable proposition. And then we have the advantages where we have the research lab, which does all the vetting beforehand, before we even consider bringing something to the community. And then you know, once we engage with a certain project, if the AMA does not turn out to be what we expected it to be, then there's not going to be any more engagement from our side. And, you know, we are naturally going to lose our interest and then we are going to move on to the next thing. Um, but I like the idea that VBB becomes the preeminent platform on which projects present their idea and vision and then we have the community and we have the team which then decides based on that interaction and you know obviously the due diligence which has been conducted beforehand on whether or not to pursue that relationship and to maybe make more of it and i think over time that's going to put ourselves in a super powerful position because more people are going to come to us wanting to get exposure to the right audience but it's also going to have an interesting dynamic to it where the audience can also be very critical and if you're not prepared you're you know you're pretty much just having an opportunity to expose all the weaknesses of what you're building so like the entire process is probably already going to be um, filtering through all the projects which would not be up to par for those live events. And, you know, I very much enjoy that dynamic. Okay, let me jump to the newest comments and then we're going to call it a day. We are 19 minutes in and it has been incredibly enjoyable, guys. And I, I truly appreciate all of the engagement which we've seen today. Um, you know, it makes it, may, it makes it so much more interactive and it makes it more, so much more fun. And um, going forward, if you guys want to speak, please always feel free to, I don't know how it works on Twitter actually, but, oh, okay. Give me a more moment. So we see, I see two requests to join. So how does that actually work? So Andreas, I have approved. And then we have someone I don't know. Um, Galactic Pump, maybe if you can drop a short comment 
Um, I'm happy to let everyone speak. And that's actually what I wanted to say. So if you guys want to speak uh, during the, the town halls, please, you know, always feel free to um, send a request in the chat and I'm happy to approve you guys. If I don't know you out of the VVB community, then please drop a comment first because I don't want to, to I don't want our platform to be misused. But other than that, everyone is always free to jump in to challenge what I'm saying, um, you know, to, to come up with suggestions or simply to interact with us. Oh, Jens, well, Skodo, um, so he's mentioning that I should give a warning to the phase two mentors. Um, let me actually check because I think we are already done with the phase two mint. Yeah, so the phase two mint is already closed. So <laughs> not much of a warning to, to be left. Uh, the phase two mint is closed. If you have not minted by now, it's, um, it's done and you will have to try to get into phase three on October 1st. And for anyone listening who is new to VVB and to our community, feel free to join our server. You will find the link on our Twitter profile and you will have plenty of time to earn your whitelist spot for the phase three mint, which is on October 1st. And it's going to be um, with very similar or almost identical conditions as the phase two mint. And just to, to give you a comparison, um, the phase two mint guys with the tier one whitelist spot, I believe got in like roughly $800 cheaper than the current floor price. And the tier two whitelist spot holders got in roughly $600 cheaper. So the oncoming minting phases are going to be financially very attractive and it's going to be um, a fair process in earning those potential whitelist spots. Um, so TrustRate uh, has a good um, proposition here. and. I actually already asked <laughs> both of them. Um, so he has proposed, uh, why not ask the CEOs of Orki, Snickerdoodle and so on, what drove them to work with VVV? Um, you know, it actually was to, to a large extent the interaction with the community. Like in, in the case of Snickerdoodle, we, we, you know, we, we had some uh, value exchange from you know, between some of our team members as individuals and with the Snickerdoodle team. But generally speaking, um, like all of the deals, you know, I, I cannot take that much credit. Like all of the deals we have closed, we pretty much closed thanks to the community. And, um, you know, this comes back to the point where um, we are completely driven by the community because without the community we're not closing deals and to a very large degree we also rely on the community's due diligence and ability to think critically to actually decide on those individual investments and as you've seen uh, with two deals which we passed on is that if the deal does not get past the community i'm also not going to invest uh, privately into that project like I trust you guys and I certainly do not want to go out of my way to, you know, fall in love with something and then make an investment and go against the better knowledge of the community. Like it's a 100% balanced relationship 
where if we do not think it's a super good project, we're not even going to present it to the community. And if you guys don't think it's, it's a great project, then we're also not going to invest and we keep each other accountable. We are, you know, both parts of VVB are highly responsible. And um, at the end of the day, I think it, it keeps us, it allows us to continuously make the best decisions for the brand as a whole and for each individual member as an investor. And on that note, I want to thank everyone for tuning in. It has been an absolute pleasure to interact with all of you guys. I, I really, really appreciate the support we have on Twitter. And um, you know, it's simply amazing to, to see how, how strong the community has grown and how passionate everyone is about what we do and especially about what our partners do. And I'm very much looking forward to the next few weeks. We have some really, really exciting stuff lined up. Um, I encourage everyone to check out the satellite channel under our projects section. Um, that's one of the projects which has been vetted by the research team. And we have an AMA lined up with them. Well, it's actually already in four days. So we have the AMA lined up with them on Thursday. So I encourage everyone to jump into that channel in the server and start asking questions. Of course, you can also ask, uh, ask questions live during the AMA. Um, but it's a very interesting project. And there's actually also through that relationship or already a, a value proposition, which I'm going to make to one of the other projects I'm currently reaching out to. And um, there's some, you know, there's a few more things going on behind the scenes. And, and what we've learned is that the close relationships with those investments, which we've made, some of them also open up the doors to new investments and not just because of the word of mouth, but because there are natural synergies between different aspects of what these guys are building. Um, as you, as you know, some of it is going, is coming back to data, data ownership, privacy, um, sovereignty, and, um, in the case of Orky, um, shared augmented reality. And if you're building, if you, if you take part in building the entire blockchain, ecosystem of the future, more likely than not, if you make the right investments, there will be synergies between those individual investments. And that's increasing the odds of them succeeding, but it's also making it much easier for us to build a strong network, which then also again allows us to really bring the best of the best investments to the community. All right. Thank you guys once again. It was a pleasure. And I'm very much looking forward to seeing you on Thursday for the AMA with Satellite. And then again on Sunday, the 11th for the next town hall meeting. And also for the announcement of the winners of the Snickerdoodle raffle. Thank you guys and talk to you soon. This recording has been prepared and made available by VVV. It is for informational purposes only and should not be considered a solicitation to sell, 
buy or subscribe to any financial instruments or products. VVV does not express any opinion as to the present or future price of any instrument mentioned in this recording. The information provided in this recording is believed to be valid and accurate on the date it is first published, but VVV, along with its directors, officers and employees, does not accept any liability for any loss arising from the use of this information as it may change in the future without notice. Any decision made by a party after listening to this recording shall be on the basis of its own research and not based on the information and opinions provided by VVV.